hello and welcome to Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. My name is Bianca Woolwick and I'm the host. I interview my friends and people that inspire me to figure out if they have the key to life and they feel successful or feel like they don't fit in like I do. Anyway, thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy the episode. This week's episode features author and motivational speaker, Nir Bashan. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, thank you for, uh, you know, having, you know, hanging in with my crazy schedule of pre-deployments. Um, to my listeners, this is Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. And the lovely voice you're hearing on the other end is Nir Bashan. Nir, would you like to give your elevator pitch, who you are, what you do, etc.? Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me, Bianca. This is really great. Um, I am a creativity expert, I guess uh, you would say. I've written a book about how to use creativity at work in order to um, get more out of life and get more out of the uh, what you do at work, whether or not you know you own the business or you're a, a staff member at that business. And um, I have been doing it for about 20 years now. Very, very excited to be on this show and very excited to um, to dig in and try to help your listeners um, in any way that I can. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for reaching out to me. I mean, this was a really nice surprise, a nice little message to get in my inbox um, and, and looking you Sweet. up and reading all about you and kind of even looking into like the book that you've written and all that. I was like, oh, this is exciting. And I do feel like there's a high caliber value for my listeners. So let's just hop into the elephant in the room, which is of course what this podcast is about, which is imposter syndrome. So I'll start with the first question, which resoundingly seems to have the same answer, but do you feel like you have it all figured out no <laughs> absolutely not why do you have guests who say they do like have you interviewed people who are like oh yeah so i have it together you know what i always make the joke that if someone did say that i would be very leery of them because i feel like what's life <laughs> yeah like what's life if you're not moving that goalpost to kind of continually change and grow and evolve? Totally. so um but i think like that question it, it's always a nice prompt because it, it makes you people stop and take a second and go well, I don't, but I guess no one else does either. So then that's okay. Like it's a normal human thing to just be making it up. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it humanizes it. Mm -hmm. and, and you start to think, well, wow, you know, I guess there's more people out there like me. Yeah, you're <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, in terms of imposter syndrome, uh, do you feel like you fit in or suffer from imposter syndrome? In what ways and what does imposter syndrome mean to you? Yeah, so I think we all do. I, you know, just like we're talking about now. So I think that, um, you know, for me, really, the imposter syndrome is around, it, it sort of focuses around self doubt, mm -hmm. right? And um, I believe in a few sort of core principles that mm -hmm. help explain, I think, where a lot of this self-doubt and imposter syndrome comes from. Um, and it turns out that biologically, um, you know, 40, 50, 60,000 years ago, these were the very things, um, Bianca, that like, you know, kept us alive. Mm -hmm. And now they're completely useless and they <laughs> take away from our experience of being humans. And um, that's kind of my perspective on it. That's a really unique perspective. I actually haven't had 
anyone say that before, but it makes sense that like, okay, so like if I light this fire in a cave, like probably shouldn't do that because I might burn myself like back in the caveman days to now having this, this innate need to be like, oh, like maybe I shouldn't be doing that. Um, but like, what's going to stop me? Cause I'm a fully functional human with a computer in my hands, you know? <laughs> so, so I, I totally, totally get that. And I think like, um, something, a conclusion I've kind of been coming to on my own has been that the more, um, the more that you go against what your soul is telling you, you really need to be doing, uh, is, is when it creep creeps in the most. Um, so for an example, it, even though I earned and was definitely worthy of being a marketing director in my last, my last role, I still have these feelings of like, okay, but like, when are they going to find out that, like, I know I'm qualified to be here, but when are they going to come in and be like, Bianca, like we figured it out. Like you're, sorry, man, like your worst fear. Yeah. You got to go. And wow. that's kind of where this podcast came from. Cause when I got laid off at the beginning of the pandemic, yeah, it was like my, fi my worst fear was finally realized and I didn't die. Like nothing bad happened. It, <laughs> yeah. I, I was laid off like millions of other Americans and I was like, Oh, okay. So I have this feeling. I felt this every single day at my job. I wonder if other people feel that way. And, uh, and it's been a very interesting journey to kind of figure out like what it means to other people. Um, but I like your perspective. I mean, I haven't heard that before, which is, so it's a fresh take for sure. Yeah. 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 So uh, for sure. And you know, what you're going through and, and what, you know, most people are going through right now, um, during the, this whole COVID crisis and, you know, everything is, is, I mean, it's no joke, you know, it's a, it's a very serious, uh, pandemic with a lot of ramifications, long-term ramifications. Um, but, you know, I feel that we can all be a little bit better prepared mm -hmm. if we are creative, uh, because yeah. creativity enables us to deal with change. So yeah. historically speaking, um, humans didn't live past, I think, you know, 40, 50,000 years mm -hmm. ago, we were lucky if we made it to our 25th birthday. And so what you have is a situation where if we found, you know, a watering hole and a cave and the water didn't kill us half the time, we did not do anything to change that. <laughs> and we, you know, we slept in that cave and we loved the cave and we didn't venture out more than 10 feet to the watering hole and then 10 feet back. Why? Because it was just too hard, right? There was mm -hmm. no predictability, no sense of rhythm. You know, life was short, it was violent, and it was um, over quickly for, for most of us. And here we are, Bianca, right? You mm -hmm. know, 50, 60, 70,000 years later, and our, you know, the Industrial Revolution and a bunch of other things have rapid, have rapidly changed um, so much of what is going on in the world today, yet our brains and, you know, the hormones that we have that release, you know, the fight and flight and all of that stuff hasn't really evolved to catch up, you know, with, with the realities of what's going on today. And as a result, you know, we have... Um, the same feelings uh, from 50, 60,000 years ago that come up when mm -hmm. we are, um, when we are faced with modern things, right? We get laid off and we think, oh crap, we're going to die. Like very much literally mm -hmm. what you're talking about when you said, you know, Hey, that's my worst fear um, would 
be to, you know, to die if I lost my job is a very, very much a real feeling. That is a real biological chemical response that your brain gave your body and you freaked out. And that is super duper normal, right? There is nothing more normal than that. But the cool part is, Bianca, that like today, instead of just, you know, succumbing to your emotional and chemical and sort of, you know, early man, early woman construct, you can now sort of decide that you want to tackle that sense of mm -hmm. self-doubt, that sense of, oh, you know, I'm going to die and, you know, everything's really bad. There's actual things you can physically do to... Um, to sort of transcend those things. And I believe that a lot of them come from the roots are in creativity. Yeah, so with creativity, I mean, that's a really cool thing that, you're, that, you, that you kind of found your niche and stuff. So how did you get into that? You know, I started, um, I started going door to door washing cars when I was nine years old and nobody would buy a car wash for me, nobody. And they were like, yeah, no, not giving my keys to a nine-year-old kid, like not happening. And so I had to get creative in terms of what I can get people to buy. And so I started, you know, washing trash cans and doing errands and doing whatever people would let me do for money. And I discovered that later in my career, as I owned my own companies and had my own employees and all this stuff, that not much has changed, Bianca. It's crazy, mm -hmm. right? Like we have very strict master services agreement and statements of work that outline you're going to do this and we're going to pay you that. And I just found that, you know, throughout my career, getting creative has been the difference between me succeeding and someone else failing. And so I've always been very interested in it. And in just the recent, um, couple of years now, about five or six years, I kind of decided that I have to write this thing down and get it out into the world because a lot of people I feel, you know, feel that they're imposters. A lot of people feel mm -hmm. that they can't do what they want to do because they're racked with, you know, self-doubt. A lot of people rest on success. That's another mm -hmm. thing that I talk about in the book where, mm -hmm. you know, you have a little bit of success where, oh, cool, this thing is making me money. And then you stop and you don't do anything else right so i feel like a lot of these constructs come from our early biological selves mm -hmm. and i i don't know i think it's brilliant and amazing news that it just takes the will to want to solve these problems and you can easily um overcome them yeah yeah I've, i think like that's good piece of advice because um a lot of times people i think we have this comparison right? We compare ourselves to others. We're comparing ourselves to this highlight reel. Social media is insistent, you know, insidious with that. Um, and there's a fine line between just being able to view something and then compare yourself to something. And so unfortunately, I'm seeing a lot of younger people, people younger than me, falling into that trap. And, and but then I also, on the other hand, find that people are seeing or there's, there's, there's this innate want and need for authenticity. Um, I mean, when I was a kid and growing up, like the standards that, uh, that the societal standards that you're just to obtain and to look and feel successful. Yeah. I mean, on paper, I have those things, you know, I own my home, I have a college degree. I, you know, I've, I've, I've held a career and I, and I'm married and, you know, minus the 2.5 kids, 
I've got pretty much all of the things that society says you should have. However, um, yeah. you know, it, it, the fact that someone would look at what I have and then compare themselves and want what I have, it's like this weird envy human thing where we see a shiny object and we think that that's what we need to obtain. And what I tell my listeners constantly is that like, if you're just looking at someone's highlight reel 24 seven, you're not seeing the bloopers. I mean, just because it looks easy on the outside doesn't mean that it is. And I tell totally. people tell me like, I could never do what you do. I could never do this. And it's like, you can, you can, it's not hard. It's not hard to just be yourself, lean into what makes you unique, and then just harness that power. Of course, you, to, to your point, you have to be want. You have to want that. Yeah, and and you can you can get there. You just kind of want to do it. Um, mm -hmm. I think social media has played a lot of kind of the culprit role in some of these things, where you know, like you're saying, things become a highlight of life rather than the real thing. Um, and, you know, for me, highlights of life are really, again, that sort of primordial, you know, you have food and I don't, mm -hmm. you know, I see you, you know, eating berries or eating that fresh kill and I'm like starving. Right. <laughs> and so it looks like you had it better. But what I don't know is that, you know, that is the first berry or whatever that you've had in months. And I've been eating a little bit every day. So you, it's hard to really judge anything or anyone by any kind of, you know, Insta or, or Twitter or Facebook mm -hmm. timeline. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I find that that people right now there's you know there's this boredom structure that people are like, i'm so bored and i've got nothing to do it's like well why don't you work on yourself <laughs> you know if you have the time <laughs> and so i think that there's such a huge market right now near for um for self-help books for figuring things out for going to therapy for for going and getting those doctor appointments that you put off forever done and i'm seeing all these people you know all think people myself included making these positive strides forward um i think it's going to be a very interesting uh, uh next chapter into like what we do with, with the harness of our own creativity um through this pandemic and beyond so i'm i'm definitely hoping that a lot of this imposter syndrome feeling does begin to go away for a lot of my listeners because I mean, it's human to feel that way. Yeah. And, and, you know, it, it's just like anything in life, right? The first thing you, you got to do is decide that you're done with it. Um, some people use it as a crutch, right? They like that feeling of imposter. They like that feeling of self-doubt, believe it or not, um, Bianca, because it's comfortable and it's what they know. Mm -hmm. People, fight change so much that they'll even take an ailment that feels comfortable and, and kind of go with it. It's unbelievable. Um, I mean, you know, I've done it before and, you know, maybe you have, and maybe some mm -hmm. of your listeners have, and, yeah. and, you know, if you really look at it, you go, gosh, that is so stupid. Like, why am I really thinking like that? Why am I behaving like that? Yet we've all done it. And I think it, really because it is the fabric of of our makeup and our our dna but but like we're yeah. talking about there's good news right mm -hmm. so i've identified three items that i really 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 like that help fight self-doubt and help fight imposter syndrome mm -hmm. um and i talk about it in the book um but i think we can go over a couple now okay. um one awesome. of them that i yeah, yeah, I think it'll be good. One of them that I really like, um, Bianca, is the faucet tap method. And mm -hmm. what that is, is that, 
you imagine that water is flowing, right? Mm -hmm. And it doesn't matter, you know, water doesn't care what comes before it or after it. It doesn't care what molecules are arranged in what way. It just is. It just flows. So when your listeners are perhaps going through, you know, a, a self-doubt moment where they're really feeling like they're not the real McCoy or whatnot, and, you know, they're having difficulty sort of, you know, letting the grip of this thing go, um, visualizing sort of water as it comes out of a, a faucet or a river or a waterfall will really, really help. Because when you sort of go with the flow almost and understand that things are interconnected um, without you being actively a member of that interconnectivity, what ends up happening is you get some ideas generated and you get to sort of have an idea in a moment that just exists and is not predetermined. And that often helps to loosen up the feeling of having to, um, to really get it right. I think imposter syndrome comes from a bunch of different factors, but one of them is the pressure that we put on ourselves to get it right. So we don't want to make mistakes, and we feel like if we make mistakes, we're going to get called out as a fraud. And for me, creatively thinking, um, mistakes are like literally the ground upon which new ideas and innovation and change mm -hmm. comes from. And these are wonderful things. Just like a forest needs a fire from time to time to stay healthy mm -hmm. and to stay vigorous because things need to burn down and the soil needs to get enriched. And from the enrichment, new trees and new life can emerge from the forest floor. Human beings are the same the same way, yet we're so scared, right? Bianca, we're like so scared of making the mistakes that will enable that growth and will enable us to get to that next level because we're so afraid of, you know, that, that short little term, yeah. you know, turmoil uh, that we have to go through. Yet I find that it's necessary. Yeah, I 100% I agree. I mean, I think about that's a great analogy in terms of like mistakes being you know, what can create the most change because I feel like anytime I've ever made a mistake in my career or in life or whatever, I mean, it, if, if you don't learn from it, that's the thing is if you don't learn from it and immediately have a, okay, moving forward, this is what I would do instead kind of moment that, that, you know, you can't really grow and change. I, I mean, I, I look back at my career and I can remember a couple of pinnacle times where I've done something and I'm like, yeah. oh, Whoops. Oh my God. That went out with the, with, with my client's email address on it. Oh, there was a typo on that bottle. Like I didn't catch it. And, and it just makes you more vigilant for the next time because you now have those bumpers in place. Cause you know that that could happen. So you just kind of continue to put up those bumpers to kind yeah. of make sure that you're evolving and changing. And, um, you know, I, I, I would, I, just like I'd be leery of someone that says, oh yeah, I've got it all figured out. I'd be leery of someone also who doesn't learn from their mistakes and becomes a complete self-saboteur. Uh, because yep. that, that, that is typically a negative person. And something that I've had to kind of tell myself and adopt in 2020 is that negativity and being negative and basically sad sapping your way through life right now, it just <laughs> isn't serving anyone. Like, I just... I've had to cut out a lot of toxicity because 
I'm on this plane where I feel like I am very, very content right now. I feel really good about life. I feel really good about myself. I feel very empowered. I, I know exactly what my next step in my career is going to be and what I'm going to do. I've got that pivot moment. And so when I see people just like sad sapping and being negative and not learning from their mistakes and just, you know, shitting their pants, so to speak, and sitting in it, it drives me insane because <laughs> I'm like, ah, like there's just so much potential. You're wasting it. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I, you know, and it's like the, those mistakes, right? So you sent out an email to the client instead of to, you know, an internal email, right? So I bet you check every email you send out now, like kind of twice, right? You probably yep. look at it and go, okay, hold on. Let me just look at it one more time. And yep. that, you know, that's, I think that's amazing. And, and I think that's really important because you, you're not going to do that and kind of double check your work unless you go through that mistake. You bought up something super super interesting to me, right? And I, I talk about it in the book. It's actually my second technique mm -hmm. to help people get rid of, of that sort of toxic, you know, self-doubt. Um, and that's the light of positivity. Mm -hmm. Because when we choose to see the positive instead of the negative, the way we look at the world changes completely. And, you know, I, I know that a lot of people might think that's a bit you know, wild or wacky or, you know, uh, too out there. Um, but it's really important to start to look at, um, to stop looking at our self-doubt negatively and instead shifting our attitude to one that's positive when it comes to self-doubt and to imposter syndrome. So let's say you're, you're feeling, oh man, I'm, I'm a total fraud. Um, someone's going to find me out and kick me out. You know, it's only a matter of time. Um, start to look at that thing neg uh, positively instead of negatively, right? Mm -hmm. And what, what can come out of that, right? Okay, so I, I feel like a fraud, blah, 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 um, because, you know, um, I'm going to probably screw this up and get found, found out. Okay, what are you going to screw up? Um, I'm probably going to send these emails out you know, to the wrong people or I'm going to say the wrong thing and I'm going to offend people and they're going to find me out. Okay, cool. What about the thing that you're going to say to these people? Um, you know, it could possibly uh, represent you in a way that you don't want to be represented, right? And so you go on and on in a line of positivity instead of negativity. And what positivity does, uh, Bianca, that allows you to come up with solutions, right? Mm -hmm. When we're negative, there's no actionable items that occur from negativity. No actionable items occur from being negative about anything. Um, anger, no actionable items. Um, you know, being depressed and kind of like, oh, giving up, no actionable item. But when you change the paradigm and look at it in a bit of a different way, change the perspective into positivity, we begin to then come up with solutions. You could say to yourself, okay, I feel like a fake because this email is not written well and people are going to find out that I'm a crappy writer. And then you can at least have action items that will help you. Mm -hmm. One, maybe you shouldn't write an email. Maybe you should write a snail mail. Who's doing any of that these days? And what an amazing market advantage that can give your career or your business. Two, um, maybe you should start to look at your emails a little bit differently. Maybe they're shorter emails. Maybe, you know, you shouldn't write three paragraphs. Maybe you should just send three sentences. So 
there's a bunch of options that you can come up with and they're going to be your own options. Again, because creativity is embedded into our DNA and it's who we are, Bianca, the, the solution that I come up with when I look at my self-doubt positively and when you look at yourself out positively or your listeners, it's going to be completely different and completely original in every single case. So it's really a wonderful action item and something that you can do instead of just throw your hand and, you know, throw your hands up and give up. Yeah, no, I love that. And uh, it's funny because uh, I did have like a tiny bit of imposter syndrome creep in when you're like, how many listeners have you had? And I was like, oh. Well, I'm a small, I'm a small person, you know, and I'm a small podcast, but I've, and, and I've, and it's funny because even, even hosting a podcast about imposter syndrome, yeah. doing something that brings me complete joy, I still can have it creep out in different ways. Like when I originally was going to launch it, I was like, oh God, okay. And then I had to talk, I had to do that, what you were saying, give myself a pep talk and be like, okay, so like what? What if someone calls you shrill? Then what? Okay, what if what if someone doesn't like what you said? All right, well then they they just what they give you a one star on Apple and they move about their way. Yeah. And and um, I also uh, I released a podcast episode where um, which was a bonus episode, the first one I'd ever done, where I interviewed my friend Aticia and we talked about um, all lives can't matter unless Black lives matter. Um, And it was basically to call out systemic racism. And my husband said, he said, in listening to that, you sound angry. And and you're very, you're very impassioned, but you sound very angry. And then that gave me imposter syndrome. I was like, oh gosh, like, I don't want someone to think that I'm just this angry white (laughs) activist. Like I, I just, I'm very concerned. And so, so I put a disclaimer in, which, which was my way of just in case someone who wasn't my husband thought that I'm an angry person for you shouldn't, you know, you should know these things and, and your black friends are busy. You don't need to ask them like that kind of thing. So I, I definitely, even in doing a podcast about imposter syndrome, I do have to do that where I go back and I go, okay, all right, I'm feeling this loop. How do I, how do I shift it? So that way, if there is a worst possible outcome that I've set myself up a bumper. Um, another example is that I watch 90 day fiance. It's, it's the most trashy show and there is a character <laughs> recently that's on the show I, sh- I say character because i mean i don't think any of these people are real uh right. but he right, right. his name is big ed and it's come out that he's just a total garbage pail and right. um like i had even bought a shirt like i liked it because he was from san diego and i and i recognized the trader joe's he went in and all of that because my friends lived in the same area and um and i I have like this back catalog. And so when I listen back to interviews from like a couple months ago and I'm, and yeah, I'm praising yeah. him, but now I'm releasing this episode, I have to put in my description, PS, I do not support Big Ed anymore. <laughs> this at the time of recording, I did not know all the things I know now. I cannot clip it out. Sorry. Like, <laughs> right. So, but, but, but again, it's just, just in case, you know, you always want to put that like tiny, like again, bumper system in place, but um, the, but the positive talk is something to my listeners that I think is very important that when you're in this negative loop and this negative spiral and you feel like you can't get out of it, the only way to get out of it is to basically come to yourself with grace and positivity about the situation. Like, okay, well, what if the worst thing happens, like, what are you going to do about it? And then that reframes it. Yeah. So listen, you know, in this particular case, right, if, if you were a consulting client of mine and this was sort of your, your issue and, mm-hmm. and, and I've encountered these things before, right? Yeah. Um, Big Ed, is that his name? Big Ed? <laughs> yeah. 
So you were you you were a big fan of Big Ed or whatnot, no pun intended, and like you know you learned some things, and now you're not a fan of this. Yes. So I've worked with companies before, right, who have mm -hmm. aligned themselves strategically yep. with a partner or a vendor, and then all of a sudden you find out that the vendor is you know terrible, and they've done you know some bad things either you know to the public or to another business or so on and so forth, and they want to distance themselves. Well, so I think you're already doing the right things, right? Mm -hmm. You're you're admitting it and you're you're publicizing it you're putting it out there and you're saying hey you know things have changed and my opinion has changed too um i think those are wonderful and i think those are positive construct you could be like you know near i'm done with this i'm not going to do a podcast anymore i'm so embarrassed because i supported this person now i don't support this person and you know um my life is ruined and i'm going to give up but no you're choosing to look at it positively and when you look at things positively yes you're going to come up with solutions, and those solutions are wonderful they'll work you know, in your uh, career and they'll work, you know, in your business, but they'll also work in your personal life. So yeah. you could say, hey, um, and I think this podcast is, you know, I would say that it's a product that you put out. I mean, you know, you have a listenership, you have people who are interested in in hearing the opinions and the the thoughts that you're sharing um for me it's a it's a product really and and even a service that you're you're providing being honest about it and being positive is allowing you to go you know what um yes i supported big ed but that's <laughs> why did i support big ed i supported big ed because i'm a really loving and trusting person and ed did you know, A, B, and C that I really like. He donated a lot of money to Goodwill, which is a big deal because when I was a kid, you know, um, you know, we did a lot of work for Goodwill or we re received a lot of product from them or they gave my dad a job. You know, I don't know your individual case um, and situation, Bianca, but I bet you if we talked for a little bit, you'd be like, oh, you know, I aligned myself with this person for these reasons. Mm -hmm. And if we look at those reasons, instead of twisting it instead of looking at it negatively which is what we all do i mean i do it believe me i'm not saying like i don't but if you're conscious of it and you say you know what i want to change and i don't want to do that i want to look at it in a different and positive way then you can find really great meaning mm -hmm. and in that meaning you can find um a, a path forward that will resonate with people where your listeners or your business or your coworkers or whatever will say, wow, you know, um, thanks for being honest. And it will then trigger something in me to go, oh man, how about that one time when I aligned myself with that horrible person? I can't believe I did that. And now you're in a better spot. Th does that make sense? Yeah, no, it definitely does. Um, I'm just, I'm cracking up because <laughs> big Ed. <laughs> right. Big Ed. Uh, yeah, no, it just he's he's a meme of a man. But um yeah, it's it's just uh it's it's good advice because I I think um right now we're living in this cancel culture where people do something wrong and we cancel it out of our, you know, system and unfortunately with businesses it's been really difficult for them because they have to realign and then explain, you know, speak to why they did something and then explain it. But that is good advice. I mean, you know, opinions can change over time. I always say as long as your unpopular um, opinion doesn't hurt other people, it's okay with me. Um, but, yeah. you know, I, I also, I think like as humans, we do adapt and we can change our opinions over time. So in talking about imposter syndrome, uh, another thing that seems to be very hooked into it um, and tied into imposter syndrome is the feeling of success. And what success looks like to me might look different to you. So what does success look like to you? And do you feel successful? 
You know, um, it's a it's a really good question. I'm not sure that I feel. I, I think there's parts of what I do that are very successful and parts that are not. Um, I feel most successful when I'm helping people think differently. I uh, I I love helping people change a mentality and a a system that they have um, sort of developed that is not positive and not helping them. Um, and sometimes you just need somebody to point it out, Bianca, and be mm -hmm. like, hey, um, do you realize that you're doing this? And it's incredibly helpful. Um, and I've done that work with, you know, C-level people on, at, uh, you know, Fortune 100 companies uh, who didn't realize that this policy that they were putting out or this sort of approach was alienating people. Um, mm -hmm. But it's something that, you know, that you can do, you know, now, or you could do with your friends. And um, I don't know, for me, creativity and enabling uh, creativity to help people change for the positive and for the better is uh, an incredibly successful part. But there's parts that, you know, I don't feel successful in. Um, sometimes, you know, some stuff in the, in, in my sales pipeline will break down and, you know, my staff will be like, Hey, we don't know what's wrong with it. And I'll be like, fix it. You know, that's my <laughs> first instinct, but like, it's not their fault. It's really mine. And, you know, then those times I really don't feel successful. Um, yeah. you know, I feel, I feel that often. Um, and I think it's really about recognizing how you feel when you don't feel successful or where you don't feel like things are, are happening. And again, using positivity to turn it into a, um, an experience that you can learn from and something that uh, you can benefit from. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I think, um, like uh, to go back to just kind of the topic at hand in this podcast and all that, I always said, you know, if this podcast can help one person, then I've done my job. And so success to totally. me is when I've done something or provided value to someone and it's given them, you know, a building block or a ray of sunshine or a glimmer of hope in something. Um, the best example was my fifth guest, her name's Lindsay. I had her, I've, I've known her since I was in elementary school. And, and she's a, or actually middle school, but she's a great person and she's felt imposter syndrome her entire life. And we had this conversation and uh, she shared the, the interview to her timeline after I released it. And one of her mom's friends who was in her fifties commented and said, I feel, I felt this way my entire life. I didn't know that there was a name for this and thank oh, you wow. so much. Now I can get the help that I need and I can read up on it and figure out how I can combat that so I can take back control of my life. And that was the first time I saw that this had made a difference for someone. And I was like, well, maybe I'm onto something or maybe this, this is important or I'm doing really good work. And as this has kind of evolved and grown and changed and, you know, at first I was begging my friends to interview. I was like, please, please. And I was chasing them down. And it's a place of privilege to be able to say that now people are chasing me down, which right. feels very weird where it, where it used to be like, I'd be like, please, will you be on this? Okay. Like uh, I have a podcast and you're just like screaming about how you have podcasts. Cause that's the, the meme or the joke is that once you have a podcast, you never shut up about podcasts and it's pretty accurate. Um, yeah. And so now it's, it's, it's interesting because I'm like, I'm, I'm meeting all these people with these incredible stories and these incredible backgrounds. And, and, and I like 
I never thought that that was, this is where it would go. I thought maybe I'd make nine episodes and then it would have no momentum and, and I'd be done. But here I am almost episodes almost into 2021 and it's crazy to me. Yeah, totally. And, and it's not just the, so, you know, and I talk about it in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, if any of this is interesting to, to your listeners, it's called the creator mindset. It's on, you know, Amazon, Barnes and Noble and available around the world. Um, but basically I talk about how, you know, when you are doing what you want to be doing and what you need to be doing, that touches people in ways that sometimes you can't see. And that's okay because it's, it, you know, it's great when you get the feedback from, you know, uh, a friend of yours whose mom was like, wow, I never knew this was a real thing. And now I can, you know, kind of treat it. Um, those are wonderful, but those don't happen that much. Um, they just don't. So what you really want to try to do is um, understand that, you know, these types of, of activities and these types of, of operations when you are doing what it is that you need to be doing and, and giving back in a way that you need to be giving back um, touches people in a way that you won't see it. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And that doesn't mean that it's not worthwhile to pursue those same uh, goals. So, yeah. you know, we tend to want to give up when we, when we launch a podcast or when we launch a new business. Um, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs, Bianca, or, you know, launching a company or, you know, they're at a startup and, you know, they're, they're stuck at some kind of level. And, you know, they're like near, I'm not getting the feedback. I'm not seeing, you know, tangible results. And so what I do is I ask them to start to look at a, things a little bit differently. I'm like, well, what are you looking for? They're like, well, I'm looking for this result or that result. And I'm like, well, what if what you're doing is manifesting itself in a different way? Does that lessen the impact of what you're doing at all? And they're like, well, I've never, why would you look at it that way? Who looks at it that way? I don't look (laughs) at it that way. And I'm like, yeah, that's exactly the point. And that's why, you know, we're having this exact conversation. So I think it's really yeah, totally, dude. And I think it's really important for your listeners to to sort of follow through with what it is that they need to be doing. Listen, there's no way, you know, on God's green earth that you would be doing this podcast if it wasn't sort of your mission and, and <laughs> what it is that you need to be doing. Maybe oh. it's now, maybe it's not now. Um, you know, people don't really fall into anything. I don't believe in that at all, that, you know, somebody falls into a career or whatever. Right. You, you know, I, I speak at conferences and, you know, I'll have somebody come up after. I, I had this happen in, in January or February uh, before the COVID thing. And I had a, it was a real estate convention and a woman's like, ah, I just kind of fell into real estate. I'm like, no, you didn't. No one does. <laughs> and she got like a little offended. And I'm like, dude, what do you mean you fell into like she's like i just you know kind of fell into it i'm like no you didn't and so we started talking and we found out you know that some of her earliest memories were home and having that that place was something that she wanted to give others and you know she got into uh residential real estate and that like that was her identity and and for me that that really is the creative identity Mm -hmm. of who she was and you know when we talked about it for a little while uh, we then came up with a bunch of 
you know, different ideas that she can uh, apply to make her business more successful, which were anchored in the mm -hmm. roots of who she was. So listen, there is a very good reason that you're doing this podcast. <laughs> and there's a very good reason that you need to keep going. And <laughs> for your listeners who are like, hey, you know, I've been doing X, Y, and Z, and I don't feel successful in it. Well, sometimes it's, you know, sometimes it's, you know, a good exercise or practice to start to redefine what success really is and what uh, type of metric you're judging yourself upon. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was laughing about the real estate thing because um, I was a marketing director for a title uh, insurance, a branch of a fortune 500 underneath fidelity uh, oh, cool. branch. And um, for the last year I've been so inundated with real estate, real estate, real estate. I mean, I, I own my damn house now because of it. I'm grateful for that. Thank you so much for that right. lawyer's title. Um, but it's funny that you say that because you reminded me of my mentor, Chelsea Pipes, uh, who I, it's, it's just funny because she has this whole thing of like, so for, for, for realtors, they forget, they kind of lose themselves in the process. And then they oh, yeah. it only becomes, I did X, so I should get Z X. And then they forget the Y, which is the branding, the human aspect, the authenticity, the, the, you know, that you're not just selling a home, you're selling a, a life and a vision and a, and a thing. And intangible. Um, yeah, it's intangible. So it's nice that you had her kind of be like, okay, wait, like what, 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 why are you in real estate? Why are you doing this? So it's always nice to have like an internal check-in um, just to kind of totally. be like, what are you doing? Where do you want to go? And, and anyway, thank you for the compliment as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, it's, it's yeah. really about discovering who you are as a person, mm -hmm. as a creative entity, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, accepting it. I think most of us spend our lives running away from what it is that we need to do, yeah. for whatever reason. And I think once we discover that, it's time to kind of, to kind of dive in and uh, really be who we need to be. Yeah. So I think we've uh, you know, definitely conquered the topic at hand, which is imposter syndrome. We can say sashay away and move on to my favorite part of the podcast where I get to know my guests, which is fanaticals and unpopular opinions. So um, I will say currently I am fanatical about Charlie Hydes. He is a drag, or she is a drag queen, excuse me. I apologize, Charlie. A drag queen in London who is American, but is an expat and um, was on a season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Anyway, quarantine happened. She's a clever queen. She created this thing called Drag Queen Bingo, where it's done on Zoom. And I did it for my friend Casey's uh, birthday. Um, and it was so much fun that I bought a ticket for this previous Sunday yesterday. Everyone dresses to a theme. There's prizes. You're just playing dang bingo on Zoom. It is the most fun I have had in so long. I wish uh. I had known about it sooner. It is amazing. It's called, it's, it's a dragqueen.bingo and you can buy a ticket. It's 8 p.m. on the East Coast or noon with the Europe crowd and it's on Sundays and it's just, I'm straight up fanatical about it right now. It is so much fun. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. So what about you? What am I straight up fanatical about? Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I am embarrassingly, um, like I'm a big soccer fan. Like, you know, so I watch an obscene amount. I spend an obscene amount of time watching the English league in England <laughs> and, um, you know, it's, it's transfer season right now. So, 
I'm, you know, like reading two, three times a day. It's uh, like what's going on, what players are moving around and stuff like that. I mean, I really should find a more productive hobby, but I guess that's what <laughs> hobbies are all about, you know, just kind of, you know, something that's fun. But um, yeah, it's an embarrassing, uh, an embarrassing thing. Strangely, perhaps more embarrassing than, uh, than uh, the bingo you're talking about. Oh, I don't think it's embarrassing at all. I mean, uh, there is a level of uh, fandom that yeah. that you know sports bring, right? Like it's like I'm I'm from Denver. I'm a Broncos fan, um, of course. I don't understand anything about the sport. I just know that when I would go to the games, I would drink beer and eat a hot dog, and it was great. Right. Um, and we won. And we won the Super Bowl when I was uh, in my twenties, so that was cool. Right. And that was a really great experience. And so I have that tie to it, and that is why I'm fanatical about the Broncos. Now, could I yeah. tell you who their quarterback is? No. Right. So I don't in. think. It, yeah, I don't think it's. If well, it's yeah, on TV, you're in. Yeah. So I don't think it's a. I don't think it's a weird thing at all. I think it's really cool. I wish. I wish kind of soccer was more front and center in the states because I've been to countries when there's been World Cup. Yeah. And I like I, in 2006, I was in Germany when the World Cup was going on, and oh, that was cool. the coolest experience ever. And it's like you come back here, and soccer is just kind of like hush hush behind closed doors. Like shh, no one knows that we, no one knows that I watch it. And yeah, I just think is. that's so sad. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's not like a super. It's growing though. It is really, really growing over here. And um, you know, I I can't wait to see sort of what happens. Um, there, you know, the MLS is kind of growing now, and so there's. Um, you know, a, a league uh, here that's doing really well. So people can kind of watch the games and um, yeah, it's, it's just, it's really, it's really a lot of fun and kind of a waste of time, but like a good <laughs> waste of time. It's just like, a, it's like a guilty pleasure. So I'm totally yeah. into it. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So what are a few, one or a few unpopular opinions you have and why? Uh, my husband has told me I need to switch up mine because I always say I can't tell this trash. I hate it. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's gross to me. Um, uh, but anyway, so <laughs> I'll just, uh, let you hop on into yours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that, uh, a pretty popular, unpopular opinion that I have is that, um, everyone is born creative. Mm -hmm. Um, I get that, uh, you know, when I speak or when I consult, I'll, I'll work with people. And the first thing they'll ask me is like, you know, Hey, I don't play the trumpet. How am I creative? Um, mm -hmm. or, you know, uh, I haven't drawn a picture since like kindergarten and, you know, why do you think I'm creative? And so that's a pretty, uh, unpopular opinion that I have is that everyone is creative and I, I kind of have to go through, uh, the rhythm so that people understand, oh, wow, you know, creativity is not just about art and yes. stuff like that, but it's pretty unpopular. Like I've gotten, you know, I've gotten some, uh, interesting feedback. Let's just put it that way. So I think we're coming down towards the end of the interview. It's been so lovely to get to know you. So lovely to hear your side of the story for imposter syndrome. I always like to give my guests the floor to promote whatever they'd like. So take it away. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, if you like any of this and it sounds good, um, I'd love to hear from you. We've developed a, uh, a community on my website. It's nearbashan.com. Um, click on the community button. It's free. It's moderated. So there's no, you know, Viagra for 99 cents a pill kind of <laughs> stuff on there. Yeah, totally. So um, I'd love to see you and your listeners on there, Bianca. Like there's everything from sea level people that run multinational corporations all the way down to an intern at a, at a, um, 
you know, uh, small business and uh, people are sharing different opinions about how to become more creative at work and how to use creativity in a better way. I'd love to see you on there if any of this sounds good to you. I love that. And to my listeners, as always, all of that will be in the description. Um, so you can connect with him and you can get to know him. Definitely check out his book. I will link that as well, um, which I think is a very interesting uh, concept, really great for this time that we're living in, this pandemic, to work on ourselves. Um, so again, Nir, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. Um, and I guess uh, my last question for you would be, do you have any parting words for my listeners? I do not. My parting <laughs> words are, thank you for having me on your show. And um, you've done a great job. I think that you're asking really great questions and the, um, the experience has been wonderful. And it's just so nice to talk to somebody and, and just have the conversation flow. So thank you for oh, having awesome. me. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Nir. And I hope that you have a lovely rest of your evening. Cool. Thank you so much. Yep. All right. Bye. Hey listeners, I wanted to share a special promotion for you from Dash of Pep. Dash of Pep is a clothing boutique that offers non-binary clothing that has fun prints that support mental health and empowering you to be your best self. In this pandemic, it is great to shop small and support small businesses like Dash of Pep. More than 50% of my wardrobe is from her adorable store. Robin at Dash of Pep has graciously given me a promo code for you to use at checkout. Use P-D-K-M-O to receive 15% off your order. Again, that is www.dash of pep.com and you can enter pdkmo at checkout to receive 15% off your order. This has been Please Don't Kick Me Out, a podcast about imposter syndrome. If you like what you hear, please subscribe, like, comment, share, tell a friend. You know, that's how I'm going to keep these stories going. Also, if you want to be a podcast guest, you can reach out to me at pdkmopodcast at gmail.com and we can get it set up. Thanks everyone for your continued support and I look forward to, you know, connecting with you again next Monday.